Welcome back for episode 50. Yep, episode 50 of Self-Signed Artist. You're listening to Self-Signed Artist, the podcast that helps independent musicians run their brand like a business. Now, your hosts, Kobe Nelson and Jake Mannix. Take three. Take three. How's it going, everybody? I'm Kobe Nelson, and I'm here with Jake Mannix. Hello, hello. And today, we're doing something a little bit different. We really don't have a whole lot planned for this episode, and it's for good reason. And it's actually the reason that we're doing this episode in the first place. Today, we're going to be talking about burnout and mental health. Two very important topics. Two very important topics. Yeah, absolutely. And for me right now, and I think for a lot of people at this current time, this is a relevant topic to our lives. So I know a lot of our listeners are students or work in schools or are are in some way related to education. And I feel like right now, specifically in this kind of like spring winding down the school year time, Things are pretty crazy and piling up. I mean, I work at a university. I'm feeling extremely stressed. I'm feeling burnt out. So I'm sure there are a lot of other people out there who are feeling this as well. Um, And Jake, I don't know. We've talked about with you like the same kind of feeling of burnout as well. Yeah. Right now I'm I'm on what I like to call a perma burn. (laughs) Perma burn? A perma burn because it's been (laughs) months Oh my gosh, man. I can't seem to come back from it. Yeah. I think in music in general, there's an overall pressure that comes with being a musician and being a creative person that I think only creative people can really understand. I don't know about you, Jake. Like, Do you get the sense when you talk to other people outside of music or creative industries that they don't really understand that there's this I don't know that there's any pressure associated with that at all. I think that they don't necessarily understand how personal it is and how much of ourselves we invest into our work. Yeah, I I think that that's absolutely true. And I think to a lot of outside people in other professions, there's this kind of idea of musicians as easygoing, like laid back, no, not a care in the world type of people, you know, like Mm -hmm. not that they think that musicians are lazy necessarily or anything like that, but they think that it isn't a difficult thing or a stressful thing or anything like that. And as any musician will know, there is a lot of pressure or stress that can come along with being creative and feeling the pressure of being creative or staying creative. I know for me, that's happening right now with mixing. I've got mixes and projects piling up. I've got work for university that's piling up. And it's just hard to stay on top of it and stay feeling inspired, which is also adding fuel to the fire because in order to do a creative job, inspiration is pretty important. And it's kind of, you know, it becomes a little bit of a cycle. Is that something you've, felt at all like through your whole creative career jake yeah definitely i mean when things start to pile up you start to feel 
smothered and mm. i would also say like you're saying inspiration comes in waves kind of like i don't know it, it really depends on on what's going on in in my life but i don't know sometimes it's not always there i agree and i think for me one of the big things that has contributed to that and the kind of lack of inspiration or the, the times when I start to feel burnt out and the inspiration doesn't come really easily is that it can be exhausting to pursue a goal for an extended period of time. You know, like you have this goal in mind that can kind of seem far off and it seems like you're like chipping away at it little by little over time, just kind of repeating that process over and over and over again. And I think that's some of those times where either something stops being inspiring that has previously inspired you, or you eventually will run into a time, like you said, where the inspiring thing just isn't around. I don't know, maybe for some people, I know for me, like I'm really inspired by being outdoors. Uh, and there are times of the year where, I don't know, I don't spend a ton of time outdoors like winter spend some time outside and that's inspiring too, but I spend a whole lot more time out when it's like nice and sunny and warm in the summer. And those tend to be things that actually fuel my creative endeavors as well. So that's part of it is just like, there's this stretch of time. I don't know. I've been thinking back, like how long have I been going about trying to pursue music in some form? And I would say I've been looking at this as my main career goal since I was 13 and I'm 29 now. So like, that's a long time to be pursuing a goal. And there are various points throughout that time that I've felt burnt out and, you know, wondered if I even wanted to pursue that anymore. For you, Jake, like how long have you been making music? Since, yeah, probably about the same time since I was 13. Yeah. And is that a cycle for you at all? Because for me, I feel like that is a bit of a cycle. Like the burnout comes and then I eventually continue to push and get through that. And then there's that repetition over time where burnout happens and I get refreshed. Yeah. Is that something that you've dealt with too? Yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely think it's a seasonal thing for us Northeasters yeah. <laughs> as well. It's almost like a rubber band. It's really far one way and then it's slingshot back to the other and then you slingshot back to not inspired anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there anything that for you really contributes to those down periods of like not feeling inspired or feeling burnt out? Hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's anything I could put my finger on to point to and, and say. This is it. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, for myself, I think if I had to point to a specific thing it is the combination of a lot of things going on like the the pressure of feeling like i have a lot of things to do in combination with comparing myself to somebody else or somebody comparing my results to somebody else's results and just feeling crushed not crushed but like completely discouraged yeah Exactly. And I had this kind of funny realization the other day about that as a topic, comparing myself to others that kind of changed the way I think about it. I think for the better, and hopefully this is going to be something that helps me to do this less going forward. So the other day I had a trail race that I was running 
And I got up super early to go to this trail race. And I was feeling like kind of bummed about it, like before going to it. This is like five in the morning or something. I was like, got up. I was like making myself some bagels and stuff. And I was like thinking about my training going into this race compared to all of my friends and all these people that I knew who were going to the, into this race and thinking how like I'd been so busy working and stuff and I haven't been doing all this running. And I turned on YouTube just to like, while I was going to sit and eat my breakfast. And I just like stumbled across this video that Adam Savage, do you know who Adam Savage is? That sounds the, so familiar. He's the guy from Mythbusters. He's one of the hosts of Mythbusters, which I was, I used to be really into when I was a kid. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, Mythbusters was crazy. Yeah. Great show. So I, I was just flipping through. I saw this video that he had, I don't even remember like what it was. It, it wasn't a video about this topic. I don't even know why I clicked on it, but I was watching it and he said something in there that like really took me back and made me feel much, much better in that moment. And now it's, it's kind of going forward into this idea of burnout in my creative work world as well. So he was talking about comparing yourself to others and how he had this realization at one point that he would see something that somebody else did that was in his field and it was really good and that would make him feel bad that <laughs> about whatever about himself that somebody else had a success that they were able to do something well and that made him feel bad. And he had this realization that that's really a, a like a strange way to think about anything. Like how does somebody else succeeding at something make you feel bad? And I was thinking about this at the time with my like race coming up and everything. And I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm seeing all these people training really hard, putting in lots of miles. They're in great shape. They're going fast, but I'm seeing their successes and that's making me feel bad. But at the same time, on the flip side of that, if I was looking at all of their stuff that they had going on and they were failing, if they were doing not well, not putting in a bunch of miles, not putting in a bunch of training, being slow, that wouldn't make me feel good. So why does them succeeding make me feel bad? Does that make sense? It does make sense. Does that happen to you? Like, cause I made the same realization about like mixes. Like if I hear somebody I know who puts out a mix and it sounds really good, that's upsetting to me. Yeah. But it shouldn't be right. It has nothing to do with me. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And I definitely try to catch myself doing that, but it's tough. You, you just compare yourself all the time. Yeah. It ends up not even being a comparison really though. Like it's not that I hear somebody's mix that's good. And I'm like, wow, their mix is better than mine necessarily. Like, that's not the thought that goes through my head. It's just that they put out something that is good. And I'm like, oh, man, that's so good. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just like, it upsets me. And that's that's just a, I had that kind of realization. That's, that's just a bizarre way to think about things. And I should just be happy for my friends or my acquaintances or whoever it is for doing something well and stop stop worrying about myself because of that. I don't know. I don't know if that's something that 
anybody else does or if that makes sense to anybody or if that resonates with anybody. But when I heard that in this YouTube video, that like really resonated with me at that time. And that's something that I'm trying to carry forward, that other people's successes do not equal my failure in any way or anything like that. And I don't know, this is this is something that I personally struggle with a lot um, just because I have kind of a history of <laughs> stressing out about things. Uh, and that's kind of another part of this episode that I want to talk about is just general mental health in a creative field. And I, I don't want this to be like a, anything about like giving advice or telling you how to live your life or anything like that because we're not doctors we're not medical professionals in any way but i want to talk about at least my own some of my own experiences in the hope that in doing so uh, i can help do a little part of like taking away the stigma of talking about some of these things especially in a creative field because i think especially in music, there are a ton of people out there who struggle with mental health in general, whether that's anxiety or depression. There's a study or a report, I think back in 2019, called the 73% report. I don't know if anybody has heard of that. Have you heard of that, Jake? No. That was uh, a survey that was done of independent musicians that found that at least of, I think they surveyed like a couple thousand independent musicians that 73% of them reported struggling with some form of mental illness. 73%. Like, that's a huge number. So I think this is something that's just worth talking about and worth talking about at a time like right now where a lot of people are feeling kind of burnt out, feeling stressed out, and things like that. Because that statistic, 73%, was surprising to me. To you, Jake, is that a surprising number, 73%? I wouldn't say that's surprising to me. Yeah, well, I don't know. To me, it seemed big. And I don't see all that many people talking openly about mental health in music. I mean, there are some. There are some big stars out there who talk about it openly. And some people who are even known for talking about it openly, uh, and I think do a good job of kind of pushing us in that direction, taking away some of the stigma of talking about it. But I don't I don't see it all that often. So I figured this would be something that would be worth us discussing on here. For me, it's anxiety. That's something that I've struggled with pretty much my whole life, uh, both connected to music and not connected to music. I don't know that I talk to really many people about it at all, even like people I'm close to. But yeah, I, I've had panic attacks and things like that from really I starting in second grade all the way up through college is when it was really bad. Wow. Yeah. So th this is, that's something that I always kind of had tied to my creativity as well. When I was writing songs a lot, when I was, when that was a big part of my creativity, that's some of the stuff I was writing about, <laughs> but also at the same time trying to, you know, veil in lyrics so that it wouldn't be clear that that's what I was talking about. But yeah, uh, even now, it feels strange to talk openly about it. Like, 
in a, especially in a public setting like this, like men, like talking about anything, any struggles related to mental health feels scary to me. And I don't know why that feels scary. Yeah. Like, does that, does that make sense to you, Jake? Yeah, sure. Am I making any sense? (laughs) Cause it's being open and vulnerable. Yeah. That's why I would say, but I think it's important. I think it's important to know that everyone has anxiety and it doesn't matter who anyone is or who you think anyone is or who anyone wants you to think they are. Everyone's got anxiety just depends on what level of anxiety they have and what they have it about. But I think to me that the 73% statistic isn't surprising just because of what I've seen with my friend's mental health and substance abuse, which ties in with Mm. uh, mental health, which substance abuse is crazy in music. So I don't know. I think the 73% statistic not being surprising says something. And it says that most of all your peers are having similar feelings. Right. And that it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay to open up about it because 73% of them are going to understand. And hopefully the other 27% would be cool about it and maybe empathize with you um, with some of their own anxieties that they have outside of being a musician or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And I think when I say I was surprised by the 73%, there's, I guess it's a part of me that's surprised because kind of like you said, I have sort of seen the evidence of that statistic play out through lots of people that I know. The thing is that like nobody talks about it. Yeah. Not a chance. Like we see it everywhere, but we kind of choose to ignore it or play it off as something else that it's just like somebody blowing off steam or somebody's personality just lends itself to that. It's almost like we make excuses for things. You can't make excuses. You have to be so real with yourself. If you're having these thoughts and feelings, sometimes you you need professional help. Sometimes you need to be on medication. I myself have been prescribed anxiety medication and depression medication and I'm taking a medication right now that is technically a food, (laughs) but there's all sorts of medications out there. You could just need a vitamin supplement or something, but, and I just want to clear something up quick. The medication is not a food. It's not like I just picked up a box of cereal (laughs) or something. (laughs) There's, there's pills inside the box. (laughs) It's just technically a food. (laughs) That's all. Okay. (laughs) But it's important to be real. Mm. and be honest with yourself and your friends. But I think that's absolutely right. And to be honest with yourself and to be honest with your friends, it sounds easy, but that's not easy. Like that's a very hard thing. I think that there's a lot of embarrassment that goes along with all of this, even though it's not embarrassing. Like I even feel that in this episode, like talking about my own anxiety or talking about having a panic attack, like that. I feel embarrassment from that. And I I know that I shouldn't feel embarrassment from it, but I think that's part of the whole thing. Like this isn't about giving advice because the advice is to not feel embarrassed, but like, you know, that's not an easy thing. Finding somebody that you can talk to about it, I think is important. And I think that knowing this statistic of 73% should help with that. 
You know what I mean? That like that many other people are feeling something similar. Like chances are, if you pick one of your friends who's a musician and you talk to them about it, they're feeling the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So to if you want to like look up, I think it would be a good idea for a lot of musicians, especially if you're feeling the effects of some sort of mental illness or anything like that, to take a look at this. I guess you would call it a study. It has a website. It's called the73percent.com. So this is a report by the Record Union. And even just looking through some of these things was kind of eye-opening to me and really paralleled with a lot of my experience that I just, I don't know, assumed was just my own experience. One of the things that I found kind of interesting in the whole report in, from this survey is the age group demographics uh, that kind of go along with a lot of this. And this wasn't surprising to me, but it was just eye-opening to see it sort of laid out in this sort of data kind of format that it tended to be younger musicians that experienced more uh, symptoms of depression and anxiety and also who felt less comfortable talking about it. And all of the those kind of statistics decreased over time as people got older, which I thought was interesting and encouraging and also sort of parallels with some of my own personal experience as well, is that as I've gotten older, I experience less of those symptoms of anxiety and panic attacks. And that there was a period of time when there was kind of like a peak and that was like a really, really scary time for me. I would say for me, the peak was my freshman year of college. I would say my freshman year of college was the worst year of my life. <laughs> like that was a a time full of anxiety. That would probably be the only time that I would have considered myself depressed for an extended period of time as well. But all of those things did get better, even though they didn't feel like they were getting better at the time or like they were going to get better. But I think that statistic and seeing it kind of laid out in this like graph of the the people surveyed and how over time the prevalence of all of these things decreased is encouraging, at least to me. I would encourage people to look through this report. So yeah, I would say let's keep this episode short and sweet, kind of goes along with the theme. We're feeling a little burnt out. Lots of stuff is going on. I think the overall message for this episode 50 of this podcast is while a lot of times it can feel like there's a ton of stuff to do, like things are piling up, things are overwhelming. You've got you've just listened to 50 episodes of the self-signed artist and now you feel like you have a pile of work in front of you that you just need to take care of yourself, take time for yourself and take the time to actually focus on your mental health and what you need. If that's talking to somebody, if that's seeking professional help for something, take the time for yourself to do that and know that there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing that and that this is something that so, so many musicians also have going on in their lives. So I would encourage people out there to reach out to a musician friend, whether that's to talk about yourself or just to check in on them and see how they're doing. We kind of need to help each other out as a community, I think. Uh, and break through some of the stigma around this, like the feelings of embarrassment. You shouldn't feel embarrassed to talk about your own experience. And I think you also shouldn't feel embarrassed to ask somebody about their experiences and see if they have any needs 
that you could help with. So yeah, keep an eye on each other and let's just help each other as a community to stay on top of our our mental health. Yeah, just don't be afraid to talk about it. That's all I would say. Well, guys, episode 50, a little bit of a bittersweet one, but we appreciate you as always. Feel free to reach out and don't be afraid to reach out. Absolutely. Have a great week. And that's all we've got for you on this episode. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Self-Signed Artist. Peace.